0: i Hollander from the Brazilian band Diaphanes and you're listening to KCOU Colombia.
1: your Sunday I'm Harrison Vatnick alongside Garrett Pave final start your Sunday of the semester the last time you'll be starting your Sunday with us in the month of May May 2nd 2021 a great week of NFL draft it lived up to the hype yep. we had a lot of expectations that have been talking about it every Sunday since the Super Bowl and it finally came and it was a great weekend Garrett
0: yeah it was uh you're right what a weekend um We were all super excited about this NFL draft. We had talked about just how talented this class was, and there was a whole lot of talent that came out of that first round. Actually, not only the first round, but really the whole draft. Just talent all over the place. And you know, Harrison, you're right. Potentially the last show, it's a... uh, Sad moment here in the studio, but I think you know we're here and ready to uh, enjoy this last show. No yeah, doubt about it.
1: A little, little sad. It's been a, a great semester as I'm currently holding a microphone <laughs> instead of one being directed in my face, but it's okay. We'll we'll deal with it. Uh, I guess the the place to start is where we have been really focusing on the big question throughout the last few weeks and that was what the San Francisco 49ers were gonna do at the number three overall pick. We figured Trevor Lawrence from Clemson would be the first pick, Zach Olson from BYU would be the second pick, and we were sitting at three wondering if it would be Justin Fields from Ohio State, Mac Jones from Alabama, or Trey Lance from North Dakota State. And they went with the kid from Minnesota, the kid from North Dakota State, Trey Lance, the number three overall pick in the NFL draft, despite just having 17 starts in college. He saw what he could do when undefeated in his all of 17 games, won a national championship, only played in one game last year because of the shortened FCS season. It was There were a lot of concerns about his lack of experience and how he had played against the competition. But now he was the number 3 overall pick. Garrett, were you surprised by the pick?
0: Uh, no, I was not surprised. I mean, I had Mac Jones going 3 in my mock draft, but I saw it as either Mac Jones or Trey Lance, either one of those guys could fall at the spot. I I don't think there was really a clear, definite answer as to who was going to go there. I mean, that's why we said the draft really didn't start to that third pick. That that was the first beginning of this draft, and I think Trey Lance is a good pick. I saw an interesting point, actually. I think Herbstreit was making it on Saturday, I believe, was talking about the experience of Trey Lance, and you look at people are talking about how Trey Lance didn't get enough starting experience, you know, and he's not ready and blah, blah, blah. Well, it was interesting to see they had pointed out Mac Jones and Trey Lance had actually started the same amount of games in college. So granted, Mac Jones is playing SEC competition, I get it, but that being said, both of them still playing the same amount of games. And I mean, Trey Lance has done nothing. You've been high on Trey Lance, and rightfully so. I mean, he has done nothing to prove otherwise. I think it was what he had a couple years ago at starting season was it 28 touchdowns and no interceptions? I mean, just fantastic. So I think it's a great pick. I think looking to build that team behind him. And the question now becomes, what do they do with Jimmy Garoppolo? I think that's still kind of the X factor here of, I think they're expecting Trey Lance to come in and be the starter. So what do you do with Jimmy Garoppolo now?
1: I I actually think that Trey should start from the Hmm. beginning of the season because my theory is that, You know, you take a quarterback, you throw him in the fire right away. You don't want to wait and see if he's your guy you want to see right now. It's interesting stat. 49ers quarterbacks have had 83 turnovers under head coach Kyle Shanahan, which is tied for the most in the NFL since 2017. That includes the postseason. Trey Lance turnovers in college, one. They they are going to emphasize taking care of the football, and that is, I guess, exactly why they made this pick here. I think they're going to keep Garoppolo around because – I think he's their best option as a backup right now. I know he's expensive, but you think what the teams that would trade for him. The teams that—we had two teams that had interest, New England and Chicago. Both drafted Kordak's in the first round that we'll talk about. I'm not sure there's a trading spot for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they might release him, but I'm not really sure who they're going to use as the backup, if it'll be Nick Mullins, because C.J. Beathard is now on Jacksonville. We're both laughing a little bit at Nick Mullins. (laughs) He's not an NFL starting caliber Kordak, despite having like the second-most passing guards and 16 career starts, something crazy like that. I think that this is a great home run pick for the 49ers. I think yep. they're going to win Super Bowls with this pick. And it's just it couldn't have gone any better for Trey Lance and for the 49ers. And really the fit couldn't have been much better. Agreed. Like I what my thing I I think it's going to happen and we'll do NFL previews in August and September. I think that Garoppolo will start the season and then he's going to, you know, go down but never want to root for injuries, of course. But yep. we see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo a lot in his career, and I think we'll have a, a similar thing we saw with Colin Kaepernick, where Trey Lance kind of comes in and takes the league by storm. That's in a way too early prediction. We'll see what happens with Garoppolo, but it was it was definitely a very exciting moment.
0: Yeah, about I, I think it was, like I said, it was exciting to kind of see where the dominoes fell. I think that was the pick where we really get to see, you know, how is this draft going to turn out? Because the question was, where are these three quarterbacks going to land? Besides Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, we know where those two guys are going. So to see Trey Lance go third, and then, you know, of course, the rest of the guys fall in place was really good. And I think, like you said, uh, they're going to win Super Bowls with this pick. I think yeah. Trey Lance is he's the perfect quarterback for this system. Uh, he gives you enough mobility, and also, I mean, the arm talent's there. So, you know, a couple of things you polish off, but overall, I think you're right. I think it's a home run hit, and at three, I mean, you got your guy. So uh, they're not complaining. I, I don't think anyone
1: that. should be complaining about no. that. Atlanta no. took Kyle Pitts at four, what I was expected. Yep. Jamar Chase five to the Bengals, pretty much expected that. Six Jalen Waddle the Dolphins. This was kind of the first like, I guess other than the Trey Lance pick, a little like whoa, yep. like we saw it was gonna be him or Devonte Smith. Both Alabama wide receivers. Smith won the Heisman. Waddle had injuries last year, but probably has the higher ceiling of the two. Uh, were you surprised that all Miami went Waddle over Smith?
0: Yeah, I was. I had Devonte Smith going at that sixth spot, but uh, of course Waddle was there, and I think actually Waddle actually, yeah, I think Jalen Waddle was. The right pick. I didn't think it would happen, but I do think Jalen Waddle is the better of the two. And what I like about Jalen Waddle is he gives you a lot to do with him. Like he he's a very he can play in the special teams. He can play as a punt returning, plays a kick returner. He gives you a lot of options. And I think he is like Kyle Pitts in a different way, a matchup nightmare. Uh, he's incredibly quick off the line of scrimmage. He's just an all around fantastic receiver. Uh, we saw him live here. Yeah. Um, Torch our defense and he just has that ability to get open all over the field I think Miami you need someone like that for Tua Uh, Tua is you know trying to find himself right now in this offense the second year as a starter for the Miami Dolphins and I think this is a guy that they know each other they got chemistry which I don't necessarily love the whole like you know picking a guy based on when they played in college I don't like that But it just worked out like that. exactly it worked out this way so I think it's I think it was a good pick um Wasn't expecting it, but I think it's a good bit for the offense.
1: I thought it was coming. I thought they were going to go Waddle over Smith. I didn't mock it because I thought Mm. different things would happen in the top five. But Waddle gives him that special teams factor. We saw how great he is as a punt returner. Has outstanding speed, and everyone is looking for the next Tyree kill here. I heard seven players this week saying that, oh, this player could be the next Tyree kill. Uh, I think Waddle actually could be that guy. And I think it's going to be a good fit for the Dolphins. Penny I won well 7 to Detroit. Yep. J.C. Horn 8 to Carolina, which is a bit of a surprise. Yep. Uh, Patrick Certain 9 to Denver, which I really like that pick. Uh, 10 to Devontae Smith. So the Eagles traded up to get him. This is kind of my theory around it. Two years ago, the Eagles had the 4th pick in the 2nd round, 5th pick in the 2nd round. Mm. Had a really good opportunity to take a good wide receiver. Instead, they took JT Arcega-Whiteside. D.K. Metcalf won a few picks later. Last year, they had the 22nd pick in the draft had an option to take Jalen Rager or Justin Jefferson. They took Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager was awful last year. Justin Jefferson broke rookie wide receiver records. Now the the Giants were about to pick at 11. Dallas was at 10. They weren't taking Devontae Smith, but you never know what Jerry Jones is going to (laughs) do. And the Giants would have taken Smith at 11. That was confirmed. Philadelphia makes the move. They get aggressive. They give up their third-round pick. They jump two spots, and they get the number 10 pick for Devontae Smith. They weren't going to let... The same thing beat them three years in a row. They weren't going to make the same mistake again, and they go out and get arguably quite possibly the best receiver in the class.
0: Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. You say, you know, they came up and they got the guy they wanted. And, I mean, in the NFL draft, look, it is very much that way now. If there's a guy you want, teams are going to trade up to get that guy. I think Philadelphia had their eyes set on Devontae Smith. And, furthermore, it's a pick they need. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I guess, is the starter next year so far. Um and that receiving class is... That receiving core in Philadelphia is one of the worst in the league. Uh, they just have really no help to give to Jalen Hurts. I think Devontae Smith. You know, of course, I guess same thing with Tua. They've played together in college, uh, Smith and Hurts. So I think we'll see how it pans out. I think it's a good pick. Um, I think Devontae Smith, like Waddle, gives you a lot to work with. I don't think he's as good as Jalen Waddle. He, he could, I could be wrong, but I think... He did, he
1: did win the Heisman.
0: Yes, he did. He did win the Heisman. He had a fantastic season. So, uh... I think, you know, Philadelphia, you get their guy, and I think it's a good something to build off of. Because if they mess this pick up again, receiver-wise, oh, oh man.
1: The are uh, really inflamed. Ended. But oh, who yeah. else were they supposed to take, though? That's the thing. Were they supposed to take care Darius Tony, at number 10?
0: Which is a huge, huge reach.
1: That was like—or they could have traded back, but they have to go— This, We saw this draft as three really good receivers. Yep. They got one of them. They should be happy with it Agreed. and live with the results. Uh, the next pick, Chicago Bears yeah. traded up to get Justin Fields. We were watching this. I was watching this with a Bears fan. They reacted like they just won the Super Bowl when they traded up. They take Justin Fields. I I don't know how the fit's gonna be. They say that Andy Dalton is gonna start this season. Then they're gonna do what they did with Patrick. What the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes, and they're gonna let Fields in there. But Andy Dalton isn't Alex Smith. Like no. Like the Bears aren't gonna win games this year. No. And they don't have their first round pick regardless. The Giants have their first round pick. Why don't just put all your stock in Fields? Like, are we sure he's not ready to play? Yeah. Like I'm not sure about that. And, you're putting in basically a high what could be a season of Justin Fields, a season of reps and instead really basically as close as you get to throwing a season away because yep. if the endels are starting they go 4 and 13 and have the 6th pick in the draft it's not their pick it's the giants pick yep it's what do you think of that
0: yeah i think chicago's got to be really careful with how they play this one um i think you know Justin Fields has the ceiling to be a really good quarterback we've seen that he has the ceiling to come in the league and be a fantastic quarterback but They've got to be careful how they use him because, and I'm not sure, I'm not necessarily sure I like Fields starting day one right when he gets there. But I also don't like the idea of Andy Dalton starting a full exactly. 17 game season. And I think they've got to be careful though if they if they throw him in too early. This is a repeated trend of Chicago quarterbacks, right? Mitchell Trubisky, they play way too quickly, and they just don't learn the system, and they just are out of the you know off the roster yeah. in four years. So I think Fields is the first quarterback that is really getting this high buzz. Even when they picked Trubisky, a lot of people were not happy with the pick. Bears fans are happy with this pick. They They like Justin Fields. And hey, rightfully so. So I think Matt Nagy's got to be careful with how they use Justin Fields. I don't think you start him day one. I think you let him kind of develop for a few weeks under Andy Dalton, which is not a great quarterback to learn under, if we're being completely honest here. But I, I do think that he will see the field as a start quickly into the season. But I do think that Andy Dalton needs that week one start to give Justin Fields a little more time, kind of buy some more time there to because develop. Because
1: I think if they do struggle this season, even with Andy Dalton at the helm, I don't think Matt Nagy's going to have a job next year. No. I think they'll still fire him. No way. I'm not sure what they're going to do with um, the GM. But now you're if you fire Matt Nagy, you're bringing in a whole new coaching staff to basically build around Justin Fields, and that's not the coaching staff who drafted him. It's, now you're it's running now you're running into a bigger mess, yep. which it'll be down the road. I think Fields could be. He was my quarterback. Three. Yep. I had. I think he has all the potential to be very good, but I think that we'll, we'll, we'll see with him. We'll see. The Bears don't have a good quarterback in hundred years. No. Sid Luckman's the last good one. <laughs> uh, if Justin Fields is the guy, then he's the guy. But yep. I guess it'll be a matter of time. Michael Parsons twelfth to Dallas. Quickly thoughts on that.
0: Uh, I might be on the offside. Of this I don't like that. I hate that pick. Uh, I the reason I do is I, not because he's a bad player. In fact, I think Michael Parsons is the best linebacker in this class for good reason. Yeah. But what I don't like about it is. This is not a position that Dallas absolutely needed to address. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, you can always use a good linebacker on your roster, and that that's fair. But I mean, you look at the guys they're playing with right now. Le- Jalen Smith, fantastic linebacker. Leighton Vander Esch, second-year player. These are very, you know, young, good linebackers. I mean, you look at Michael Parsons, Is second, you know, he's a second string on this roster right now. So I, I get it, and he's probably— one of the most talented players in this draft, just because of you know he's 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 athletic, he's quick, he plays well in coverage. But I don't like it because it's not a pick you need. I think there's so many other ways that could have gone to address a hole in that defense or even that offense that you need. And instead, they went linebacker, which is arguably their strongest spot on defense. So um, I don't like it. Not because he's not a good player, he's a great player, but I don't like the fit there. Um, so that I will say, but. In my opinion, it was not my favorite pick.
1: Yeah, Dallas had—they took defensive players with their first, I believe, six or seven picks. Mm-hmm. Se- six, I believe. They went with two corners. Corners was their big need. Yep. Uh, they did get Kelvin Joseph in the second round. They got Nation Wright right from Oregon State in the third round. They addressed that position, but what I think Parsons was too good on the board to pass is my mm-hmm. thing. Reaching a Caleb Farley that I'm not sure was the right pick. Agreed. They could have done that, but I—because could because we don't know if he's going to play next year. He's rumored that he's gonna have another surgery. He already has the injury concerns, so it was, it was definitely gonna be an interesting move. If they took Farley, it would have gotten some, you know, press back. It would have gone. People wouldn't have liked the pick. I guess with Parsons, it's kind of a safe pick in that standpoint. Yep. But if they went offense, you you really would have heard that kind of the haters come out if they didn't address the defensive side of the ball. Oh yeah. Uh, Rayshon Slater went 13 to the LA Chargers. Yep. Elijah Vera Tucker, 14 in the Jets and the New England Patriots, number 15 selected. Quarterback from Alabama, Mac Jones. I I like this pick. I was I was fully expecting them to call Caleb Farley's name mm. when we got on the clock. I'm like, okay, now like they're gonna let me down. I want a quarterback here. It, all this has happened just for a quarterback to fall in their lap and they're gonna go out and take an injured cornerback. <laughs> Instead, they turn the card in faster than any team in the first round, two minutes and twenty-nine seconds, and they go out and they announce Mac Jones, quarterback Alabama. I think, think it's a great pick. Yeah, I think this is them going back to what goes well for them, the Cam Newton yeah. experiment. I believe still Cam's going to be the starter next year and have a good season or a better season, as, as <laughs> I should say. But go back to pocket-passing offense, yep. drop back, play action games instead of kind of the zone read stuff. Yep. Go, I think Mac Jones is as smart as a quarterback as there is in this class. Maybe Trevor Lawrence up there, Trey Lance. But he is smart. He's incredibly accurate. He's a good kid. We talk about, you know, I, for like you know, this probably is he relevant to the f- field, but like, 4.0 GPA yep. honor student speaks multiple languages. He's just he's what you want in a quarterback. Just a smart guy can he sees the field well. Back to the quarterback aspect of it, but he's just he's kind of what the Patriots kind of need right now. And I think he'll probably sit for a year. I would be surprised if he's yeah. a starter this season. But when he gets in, he'll be ready.
0: You know I agree, and and look I haven't been high. I mean you, you know this. I mean you know, we've talked about Mac Jones for a long time, and I have not been high on him. But I will say this, and I have told people this: if there was one place he was going to succeed. In my opinion, it was New England. And if there is one spot that he's going to fit well and almost like a home run hit, it was New England. And it's the same, it's kind of the same thing about Michael Parsons. If you're New England, how do you pass up on that? I mean, this is a guy who was potentially going to go third overall.
1: There was a strong chance I of it happening.
0: How do you pass on that at 15? And you're right. I mean, Bill Belichick, he loves just that pocket pass, play action, that quick game. And that's what Mac Jones brings. And they don't need Mac Jones to go out there and be this guy who's going to throw 60 yards, be that deep threat consistently. They just need him to be, like you said, consistent. And I think that's what he's going to bring to the table. I'm with you. I think Cam Newton starts this season. I think Mac Jones needs at least a season under his belt to kind of you know, understand the offense better and learn how Bill Belichick runs a team. But I think once he does, I'm with you on this one. I actually love this first-round pick. And I'm going
1: to jump you there for a second. Yep. You say... Sit, sit out for a year and learn the system. Mm. You know who didn't have to sit out and uh, learn year the system? Cam Newton. Yep. They had to throw him straight in the fire. Yep. That's another reason he struggled. And that's another thing. Another reason that I think he's going to have a good season yep. or a, again, once again, a better season yep. in uh, 2021. And the fact that New England didn't have to move at all it's to crazy. get a quarterback to fall in their lap. They just, the board just happened to fall so well for them that they got one to go straight into their lap. It was yep. just a huge victory for Belichick and the Patriots and I think that Mac Jones is going to be a the quarterbacks and Patriots for the next yep. decade or so. Zayvon Collins, 16 to um, Arizona. Alex Leatherwood, one of the more shocking picks in the first <laughs> round to Vegas at 17. Jalen Phillips, 18. Jamin Davis to your Washington football team, the linebacker from Kentucky. You didn't love the pick, did you? Well, you know, I have to say this when they announced
0: his name, you should have seen me in my room. I had my, I had my head buried in my hands because I, I didn't know really anything about this guy. Um, but you know, I took some time after because of course, you know. Jeremiah Wilson was there. He was there at 19 and they passed him. He actually dropped, you know, late second round. But I think, you know, I didn't know who this guy was. I did a little more research and the pick makes sense. It's not flashy. But I will say this as a Washington fan, as a Ron Rivera fan, if I did not trust in Ron Rivera drafting a linebacker, then I wouldn't be a Ron Rivera fan. Ron Rivera played linebacker his whole football career. Yes. He knows linebackers well. This is a kid who had 102 tackles this past season, th- three interceptions, two sacks. He, again, not the flashy pick, but he's great in coverage. He's physical. He can uh, work a little bit on gap, You know, finding the gaps, but he's what they need in that defense. And I don't think there's a better fit in terms of what they need at linebacker, than him. Of course, Moa is the flashy pick. He's probably the better overall linebacker. But I think for what they need in that skill set, Davis provides that. So, who knows? We'll see. I think they upgrade the position, though. I think it was, after kind of looking more into this guy, I think it was a good pick. But, at you know, right at the beginning, I'm like, oh, boy. You know what are they doing here?
1: Yeah, I saw him play in the Kentucky Missouri game this yep. year. I remember him having a lot of big tackles. I, I trust Ron Rivera drafting linebackers. He drafted Luke Keekly, drafted Shaq Thompson, who's been a starter in the NFL for the last five six yep. seasons. You gotta have trust in, in good Ron. I yep. think that's a it's a good pick at 19 overall. Next pick 20, uh, the Giants with the Bears pick Kadarius Tony. Yep. I I didn't love the pick. Yep, I'm with you. I, I like the fa- the draft haul they got from yep. Chicago. I didn't like them spending a pick on a wide receiver when you already have Kenny Galladay and you have Slayton, who's, I believe, one of the better receivers in their team. They have uh, Sterling Shepard, who's battled injuries. They signed John Ross, but I'm not sure how much he's really going to play. Mm-hmm. I, I see what they're doing with Tony. He's a, gr- he's a great route runner, has great speed, but when you have a quarterback who is inaccurate and as inconsistent as Daniel Jones and you, you draft a gadget player and now... Yep. You have to trust Daniel Jones to time him. It's just, it's a recipe for disaster. It is. Like I, the amount of times I can see Daniel Jones trying to throw a deep corner out to Kadarius Tony and that ball landing like five feet down the down the sideline into the bench. It's gonna happen more <laughs> more times than not. And
0: Agreed.
1: When they're gonna try to run the, that that Jets sweep play and the the quick pass and when Daniel Jones under throws in, it that's a fumble. It's. Look, I just, I'm not sure this is the pick for the Giants. The Giants, when the, the way the Giants won Super Bowls, I know this is a Previous era, but they wanted on the defensive side of the ball, the pass rush, and there were guys on the board. The Quitty Pay was there. <sighs> they could have uh, continued to address the off- offensive line and taking Christian Dariusaw. They could have gone to another corner and Greg Newsom. Uh, could have taken uh, Peyton Turner was a bit of a reach for New Orleans at twenty seven. They, you know, Christian Barmore. Yep. There was there were a lot of guys on the board there that maybe could have been reached Maybe They could have traded back a little bit more, but. I didn't think receiver was the addressed position there.
0: No, I, I think, what, I mean, you see what they're trying to do. I think the NFC East, you look at Washington with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Dallas, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and now even Philadelphia taking Devontae Smith. Uh, you see what they're trying to do. Uh, they're trying to get that speedy receiver that can kind of make plays in space and be quick and shifty. And, I mean, Tony is that, but I'm with you. Look, I, I, I saw Kadarius Tony falling maybe 22nd, of the Titans at the highest. I didn't see him going any higher in 22nd. I, I think he's... The second round. Yeah, I think he is a fringe first-round talent. And look, there's no doubt he's a great player. But I don't think, I'm with you, I don't think reaching on him in the first round, and you talk about fit, you talk about team needs, uh, this was not New York's top need. I mean, you look at their needs, You know, the outside linebacker position, the offensive line, those are the two top team needs. And you've got two good chances at taking one of those guys at that 20 spot. So, I mean, I see what they're wanting to do. I think Kadari's Tony... Could pan out well if they use him in the right way and Daniel Jones gets better, quite honestly. But, um, I, I, I think there were better options at 20. I'm with, you. I think you talk about Cody Pay, get them in a second. I don't know how he dropped that far, but yeah, it was beats the, me. The
1: Colts to Cody Pay at 21, love that pick. <laughs> God, Your Titans to yeah. Caleb Farley at 22. Quick thoughts on that?
0: Uh, mm, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest, the Titans fan, I was telling you the so there's a lot of uh, uh, You know, frustration right now, I think. This year's draft was not, I think, what Titans fans wanted to see. I think Farley—I mean, look, you look at what they did last year with Isaiah Wilson. They swung and they struck out big time. Uh, The year before, they picked Jeffrey Simmons, who tore his ACL, and was a good pick for him. But this is really the last time I think John Robinson's on a very short leash with his drafts, and I think this is another example of, hey, if Farley, I mean if Farley has all the talent to be the top corner in this class, he does, but the injury bug is what's really concerning. I mean, you look at the draft of Dory Jackson three years ago, and what happened to him? He's out of the team in three years because of injuries. So, um, I, I don't love the pick at 22. I, I get why they did it, but I don't necessarily love the pick overall.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mentioned I was afraid New England was going to take him, yeah. and they didn't, and the Titans didn't need a cornerback. They also yep. didn't need a receiver. They didn't really address until day three. But we'll see if Caleb Farley works out with them. Yep. Christian Darrow saw 23 to Minnesota. And Najee Harris, 24 to Pittsburgh. We kind of expected that was a yep. good pick for the Steelers. But 25 was a, one of the big shockers of the first round. Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars, after taking Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick, select Najee Harris, The uh, not Najee Harris, <laughs> Travis Etienne running back from Clemson, reuniting him with Trevor Lawrence. Just a, a shocking pick. Yeah. There's a couple ways to look at this. So the first thing is why do you have why are you drafting drafting running back in the first round? You have Jerome Jerome Robinson? James Robinson. James Robinson, I'm yep. sorry. Now oh, the other way you can look at it is this is Trevor Lawrence's best friend from college, essentially. He yep. they connected on so many touchdowns. Travis Etienne scored 90 touchdowns in his four years there. Etienne also is also going to be part of a running back by committee. Urban Meyer and his time at Ohio State loved to play multiple running backs at the same time. Which kind of side are you on in this?
0: Um, yeah, I, I mean, I this is a tough one. I think I, I think Travis Etienne, you and I have talked about for weeks now. I mean, the durability of Etienne and is he washed up and is he you know too far? Um, I mean, I this is another situation where I don't really love the pick. I, I think I don't love the pick because. I think Etn if they wanted him at that you know thirty third spot, is still going to be there. Uh, there's no other team in that first round that's taking a running back besides Pittsburgh, who already got their guy. So, I mean, it's I, I think it could work out well for him. I think I get what they're doing. You know, pairing Lawrence Etienne back up. But you talk about James Robinson. James Robinson had a fantastic season last year as an undrafted RG. rookie free yep. agent.
1: Exactly what you yep. want in a running back.
0: Came out of nowhere. So. I think, you know what, if you look at it this way, Irma Meyer having two backs in the field at times, using both of them consistently, that's two good backs to have. It is. And, you know, you look at this Jacksonville team, they're not as bad on paper as you think. I mean, this defense especially has a lot of potential. So we'll see how it pans out. Again, I think they could have gotten him in the second round, so I think your first-round pick could have been spent on something else. But, you know... They, I guess I needed a back, or might want a new back, and so ETN was the best one there. So
1: We talked about the Travis Etienne wash theory. Yep. I think this is a perfect for, for, fit for ETN because he's not going to be getting a lot of hits early in his career yep. because they have James Robinson. He's not going to be playing as many snaps. He's going to kind of ease his way into things. Yep. I think this is as good as a fit because you're not you're not going to take the heavy load because you have no. James Robinson, who's a good back. And I think it's, this is going to work. You go back to the Ohio State-Clemson game two years ago in the semifinal they connected for all three touchdowns. Lawrence Etienne three times, I believe. Etienne caught two, ran for another one. It was, it was all of those two. And I believe that they're going to try to bring that to Duval County. Yeah. I I think it's going to work.
0: Yeah, I, I think you talk about. That's a really good point about the durability, and you talk about getting hit. You know, your first season. Uh, I think we can agree. I think Najee Harris is going to get hit a lot his first season. Uh, he is going to come in, I think, be the guy in Pittsburgh unless Benny Snell does something crazy, so you talk about not getting hit that much and being into you know, durability, I think you're right, ETN will have you know less carries than Najee Harris I mean, Najee Harris is going to come in, Mike Tomlin loves Najee Harris he's going to come in and play right away in Pittsburgh and he's going to feel the NFL he's going to really understand it, so I think we'll see but uh, I mean I, I think we the talking about the, you know, the ETN being washed, I don't think you can go wrong with this pick, I still think there is a lot of potential for Travis ETN, I think there's more so than the downside, and especially putting in with Trevor Lawrence, I mean look, this could be a home run hit for them if they use them right.
1: It oh, could. It's definitely a flashy pick. It is. Uh, Greg Newsom, the second one, 26. Yep. Baltimore took Nishraud Bateman, 27 overall. Yep. This is Baltimore addressing that wide receivers don't want to sign with us in free agency because yep. the offense we run, the 32nd yep. best passing offense in the league, we're not going to sign the big flashy wide receiver. We're not going to make a big trade for one. We're going to use another – premier pick on a wide receiver. Yep. We took Hollywood Brown in the first round two years ago. They took Devin Duvernay, I believe, in the third round, last year the fourth round. They also took uh, Tyron Marshall later in the draft. This is them addressing that our best chance to get receivers that we want is right here in the draft yep. and taking Bateman, who's a very good athlete, in the first round.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good pick for Watt. I mean, Baltimore, I think, you know, you talk about needing to address that receiver position. They did that good. Um, I think Rashad Bateman is you know a fantastic receiver. He showed a lot at Minnesota, I thought, with a I thought Tanner Morgan was a subpar quarterback in Minnesota. I think Rashad Bateman made him look better than he actually was. And I like Rashad Bateman a lot. I mean, I had Rashad Bateman in my first round. I actually had him going to the Ravens, but at 31. So I think Rashad Bateman fits in the system well. Uh, you talk about, you know, his passing offense just needing all the help they can get. I mean, Lamar Jackson is not a take a snap, drop back, and throw a, you know, 30 yard bomb. I mean, he is very much a get the pocket, find a guy down, open. I mean, Rashad Bateman is a 6'2 receiver who can Get up there, so I think it's a good pick for them, and I think just to continue to give him as many weapons as you can to create some sort of you know passing game fluency.
1: Yeah, he has great ball skills, very fast yes. for his 6 2 frame. Uh, a couple of second round picks Elijah Moore, 34, to the Jets. Yep. This is them addressing that hey, we're gonna give Zach Wilson all the help he can get yep. on the offensive side of the ball. We draft an offensive lineman, they took a running back leader, now they get Elijah Moore, who as a first-round talent receiver, good route runner. We talked about the old missed track record of the receivers yep. the last few years. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, uh, Laquan Treadwell, and this is yep. them getting uh, Elijah Moore.
0: Yeah, love the pick. I, I actually wanted to see the trade-up and you know, take Elijah Moore because I think he has that kind of ability. Um, he is going to be a he is, I'm, I'm telling you, Elijah Moore is going to be a steal. I think Lamaj, Elijah Moore definitely has that first-round talent and he is going to be a stud for the New York Jets. And you said it, they need all the help they can get for Zach Wilson. I think he's Another one of those guys where I, we know he's going to come in, he's going to start right away. I mean, that's their guy. So, you know, giving him enough weapons and, you know, enough offensive line support is huge for the Jets. Uh, one thing, too, we want to talk about this, go back. The yeah, first round, on. maybe my least favorite pick from the first round, you can give me your opinion, was the Packers, uh, Eric Stokes. Okay. Um, I. I that's when we didn't cover. I don't like the pick at all. Uh, I think there's so much turmoil in that organization right now. And, you know, the frustration around Rodgers is his receiving core is absolutely horrible. I mean, the receiving core besides Devontae Adams is weak. You look at Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez scaling. they're two receivers behind. Devontae Adams. And I mean, Eric Stokes was I think the 73rd ranked player in the entire draft. And it's not only it was I, low. I mean, it was he's very, very low. So people
1: argued he wasn't even the best Georgia corner in the class.
0: I know. And so that's where I was I was so confused. I, I don't I mean he's you know, he's second to Detroit right now. I don't know. That one was maybe my my least favorite first round pick. When, he, when he could
1: have given Aaron Rodgers more help, I know they took um uh Amari Rogers in the third round. Yep. But go out and get another third corner. That's basically like your Kevin King replacement. Very interesting pick, especially when the rumors came out earlier today. Or earlier that day by Rodgers. Let's talk about that quickly actually. Yeah. Uh Aaron Rodgers saying that he's unhappy with the organization, doesn't want to return to camp. Uh do you think he will or do you think his time with Packers is over?
0: It's tough because right now, I mean, I've heard them say now he wants the GM out. Uh, he said he will not return unless the he said he will not think about returning unless the GM's fired. Um and that puts Green Bay in such a bad position. Um, and it, not only does it make you, you know, you could talk about think about, talk about, think about getting rid of your GM to keep your franchise quarterback, but there's a chance even when you fire your GM, he doesn't come back. He says he might think about coming back. So, um, I, I don't, you know, I think we've seen this coming. I think Aaron Rodgers has been unhappy with the organization for a few years now. And it's, you know, we look at, like, last year's draft pick, uh, Jordan Love was a, Swing and a miss, big time. Uh, that was, it, it, I that one did not comprehend with me. I don't know why you don't get, like, go and weapon, you know, get a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I understand the frustration, and it puts Green Bay in a horrid position as an organization
1: yeah i i think moving on from Rodgers is probably what's gonna happen i think, so I think too. he's gonna play this season yeah i i don't don't have any evidence to back that up but my guess is that he's gonna play this season this will be his last season with the green bay packers i uh, then i think he's gonna take the tom brady route and yep. play for a new team and have that extra motivation and try to win not his seventh super bowl but his second yep. super bowl yeah it'll be a very interesting to see right before we hit the break uh nick bolton of the chiefs
0: love it i love it also. absolutely he he is going to fit that system well. Uh Kansas City needed a linebacker, and they got one. And Nick Bolton, look, he dropped to, I think was at 58, right? I think it's fifty eight. 58.
1: The 58th pick, yes. Yeah,
0: this is a guy who could have easily gone in the first round. He's a first-round talent. Now, I think he got unlucky because this year's linebacker class was so strong. Yeah. I mean, you look at how many guys went off that board in that first round and then the second round, too. Um, so, you know, he could have been a first round talent, but I'm telling you, he's not complaining. Staying in state for the Chiefs, a great organization to the play fans for. Love him. Oh, they absolutely love him. He is a hard hitting linebacker. He's gonna give that defense the physicality they need.
1: And we saw the a linebacker is probably a need for the Chiefs yeah. because of this was their second pick week. They took an offensive lineman uh earlier. Was this their first pick? Yeah, first pick. Oh, this was their first pick. Okay, they took Creed Humphrey uh, five five picks later. So they had kind of these back-to-back picks they got going. And they went linebacker with their premier pick. We saw in that Super Bowl where Leonard Fournette was running all over them. Tom Brady was doing a lot of play action, flinging the ball over the middle of the field. And every pass was a completion. Ronald Jones was running the ball against them. He had a whole linebacker. And now you go out and get... Uh, Nick Bolton's going to be a good pick there. Let's hit a break. This is Start Your Sunday, KCOU 88.1. Coming up next, we're going to do draft winners and losers. Stay tuned to see about that. KCOU 88.1, Start Your Sunday. Columbia
0: is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m., cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday,
1: KCOU Sports Saturday. I think Kid A is probably their best single album. Uh, My favorite individual song is Life in a Glass House,
0: The perfect uh, mixture of harmony and chaos. Ken Bone, Radiohead,
1: KCOU.
0: In in trouble come in. With my if you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music
1: Ah, this is
0: mommy's jam! Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council.
1: A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Hartman. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at
0: 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me. On our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here
1: on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. the Missouri Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Guard will pay up to 100%
0: of your tuition for up to 39 credit hours per academic year at 90 colleges and tech schools across the state. You're eligible as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving part-time in the Missouri Army National Guard. Visit nationalguard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard, aired by the Missouri Broadcasters
1: Association in this station okay hey this is kcou 88.1 fm are you trying to release the hottest project of this year possibly next come down to our studio in the student center and we can mix master record edit engineer your whole project your whole artistic experience wrapped into one visit please come down and visit us
0: if any of this interests you, please email sessions at kcou.fm.
1: Hey, this is Tommy Wiseau and you listen to Columbia KCOU 88.1 FM. Hopefully you have a groovy time. Yo, segment is come, Eternal, let take, let take, let take, let's
0: take,
1: let's take. Welcome back to KCOU 88.1 FM. This is Start Your Sunday. I'm Harrison Vapnik, alongside Garrett Pave. Our final show of the semester, recapping the NFL Draft, and it's been it's been an all, awesome show. It's been an awesome week. It's been an awesome year overall, Garrett.
0: Yep, it has. It's uh been a fantastic year. You know, we actually are very lucky. We got a football season, both college and NFL, got to this point now. A live in-person NFL Draft, uh, really crazy and really a treat for all of us. And it was, you know. The draft did not disappoint. It was a fantastic class, a fantastic draft overall. Happy to be able to see it.
1: It's it's been awesome. We'll do we'll do winners and losers now. We're gonna yeah. break down a bunch of teams, talk about kind of alternate winners and losers. I'll I'll lead off. Yep. I'm gonna go one of the winners is the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. And the reason is that they got their quarterback of the future. They got Trey Lance, who is going to be a superstar there and win super bowls as we talked about earlier. I also really like their kind of later round picks. Aaron Banks is their offensive guard they took in the 16th pick of the second round. He is someone for them. We've seen the track record of success for Notre Dame offensive linemen. That's exa- now you're protecting your young quarterback, Trey Lance. You're also protecting if Jimmy Garoppolo is a starter. The, the injury concerns we've had with him. Now, when they were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, that offensive line was stellar, and they also have added Trent Williams since, and yep. the offensive line continues to get better. They took Trey Sermon in the third round, a running back who was outstanding at the end of last season in the semifinal against Clemson in the Big Ten Championship against Northwestern in the last few games for the Buckeyes. He did get hurt, I believe, on the first or second play of the game against Alabama. National Championship maybe could have gone a little differently if he didn't get hurt. I'm not sure. But I, I really like that pick. They also took um, Ambry Thomas, a defensive back, at the end of the third round from Michigan, yep. adding more depth to the secondary. I would have liked him to see maybe take a corner earlier. Maybe he would have moved up instead of taking Sermon, and maybe would have seeing if Sermon would have fallen back a few more picks. But, again, you're addressing the defensive backs. They got another one from Oregon in the fifth round, and yep. the Niners continue to build their team. Give me a one of your winners.
0: Agreed, yeah. Uh, one of my winners, I would go, you know, first of all, there's a lot of winners from this draft, I feel like. I feel like a lot of teams really struck big this year. Uh, one thing I want to go with, though, is the Los Angeles Chargers. I thought the Chargers had a fantastic draft. I thought that Rashawn Slater was one of the best picks in the entire first round. Drafted 13, they got him. And, look, it's... You talk about protecting your own quarterback. That is one of the biggest things. I do think Cincinnati could have done a better job. I think they did, you know, they did well getting an offensive lineman in the second round, but I thought the Chargers did a fantastic job. They got a guy in Rashawn Slater who's going to build around that offensive line. You're going to protect Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert has proven he's going to be one of the better young quarterbacks going forward. I mean, he had a fantastic rookie year. The biggest problem was they didn't protect him that well. So you get Rashawn Slater, gonna protect him well. Their second-round pick, too, Asante Samuel. A fantastic pick. Again, Asante Samuel was a first-round pick in my mock draft. I think he is a definitely a first-round talent. So you get Asante Samuel. And uh, talk about the late rounds. Larry Roundtree, our Mizzou well, guy. yeah, hey, I like him. Going sixth round. We'll see what happens there. But I think that uh, the first two rounds in particular were fantastic for the Los Angeles Chargers. Also, Josh Palmer from Tennessee in the third round. So I think a really good draft for them. They addressed the biggest name, which was to protect Justin Herbert. And I think it's going to pan out well for them.
1: My next winner, we'll do, I guess we'll do, we'll do three winners, yeah. three losers, and we'll kind of talk about some of the teams in the middle afterwards. Cleveland Browns. Yes. I, I love their draft. They took Greg Newsom in the first round. They cornered from Northwestern. You continue to build to that secondary. You have Denzel Ward. You took Greedy Williams a couple years ago. Yep. Now you have uh, Greg Newsom in there. Jeremiah Wusu Karamoa. We thought this guy would go in the top 20, maybe could fall to Washington at 16. Browns get him. 20th pick of the second round. I have no idea how he fell that far. He is such. Maybe I think teams are afraid of maybe he's not good enough at either safety or linebacker. So he's kind of a hybrid in between, but he's yep. good at both. I, I think this is going to be one of the bigger steals of the draft when we look back at it next season. He's going to be a great player for them. And then the third round Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver from Auburn. He is fast. He's really yep. good hands. He also had Bo Nix during him the last couple of years. Now he got Baker Mayfield, which is a severe upgrade. Uh, it took. Offensive lineman James Hudson from Cincinnati in the fourth round continue to build depth there. Yep. Tommy Tagai, defensive tackle from, from Ohio State, I really like him. I think that was a good pick for them. But now you continue to build that defense, getting Newsome and owusu Karamoa. Yep. The Browns don't have many holes. Linebacker was one of them. They filled it. Corner was one of them. They filled it. And they get more depth of <laughs> wide receiver. And both predictions, the Browns can be one of the three best teams in the AFC next season.
0: I agree. No, I mean, Chicago really, they start big. The, the, the owusu Karamoa pick was really... The big one we saw is kind of like the wow. I mean, that guy dropped way too far, so they snag him, and they get great value out of him. So I'm with you. I thought they did really well. In their home city for the draft, Yeah, they struck big. No doubt about it. I, so I would say for my second one, it's tough. Like I said, I'm going through. There's so many good winners. But I'm going to have to go with—I'm going to go through New England Patriots. Oh, wow. Um, I, I thought New England had a fantastic draft. And here's why I love their draft. First of all, New England probably struck the biggest in free agency of anybody else. They I mean, they spent a lot of money and they got a lot of fantastic players. And so you come into this draft, there's a lot of expectation. Do you go quarterback? Do you not? Who's on the board? And you mentioned it. Mac Jones drops 15. They don't have to move up at all. They give up nothing and they get their guy. They get the guy who they want. i Belichick is going to build on him. But you look past the first rounds, what's so impressive to me Christian Barmore's won second round. Pick. Easily a first round talent. They gave him second round. Fantastic defensive lineman, Ronnie Perkins, the 50th overall player. They gave him at 96. A great edge rusher from Oklahoma. You look at later on Joshua Bledsoe from Missouri is a good safety. Yeah, the, a the pass breakup against yes. uh, LSU. LSU. Joshua Bludso is a very underrated safety. He is. He is a very underrated safety. So I thought this whole class in general was fantastic. Ramondre Stevenson, kind of a running back. We'll see how he pans out from Oklahoma. But I thought New England did a fantastic job. And I saw a. Uh, what was it? Bill Belichick had some help from his dog, yeah, in, Nike. in the draft room. So it was overall uh, fun to watch, and yeah, just a great first, or actually a great whole draft for New oh, England there. Great.
1: And Roger Stevenson, another one, is a, a tough running and I think that he's gonna he's gonna play some New England Patriots football uh, this season. I ran yes. into uh, Josh Bledsoe a few weeks ago. After ironically, I saw him at the pro day, then I saw him like later on and walking <laughs> past Tank and kind of giving the head on, and. Long behold, I'm talking to a future New England Patriots. Uh, my third one is the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> they they filled a lot of their needs. They got a yep. corner in J.C. Horn. I really like the Terrace Marshall pick. Late in the second round, I thought he would be a first-round talent. Reunited with Joe Brady. We know the success that he had his freshman year, and he was also a really good receiver last year. Brady Christensen, the offensive tackle from BYU, could be an immediate starter for them. Yep. Uh, Tommy Tremble, they got late in the third round. Good tight end. The right now their starting tight end is Ian Thomas. Tremble is probably gonna play some good time for them this season. Uh I like Davion Nixon for defensive tackle from Iowa. Yes. They got running back Chuba Hubbard. I know our uh Tyler Cading only believes that running back is going to be good if you take them in the <laughs> sixth or seventh round, but I think that's a great pick in the fourth round getting yeah. Chuba Hubbard. Death behind Christian McCaffrey lost Mike Davis in the offseason. And we saw what Hubbard. If Hubbard went into the draft last year, he would have been a second-round pick. Instead, he was a fourth-round yeah. pick. The talent's still there. Uh, Deontay Brown, Alabama offensive guard. Alabama guards usually work out <sighs> in the NFL. Yes. Just overall, a really good draft. Shy Smith, wide receiver from South Carolina. People like. I know he had. I think he had a touchdown in the Mizzou game this mm-hmm. earlier this season. I remember him having some good catches. But yeah, Carolina top to bottom just filling a lot of their needs and really giving help to Sam Darnold, which is the most important part.
0: Agreed. I agree with you on that. And my third one would have to be. You know, I think Baltimore, i I'll go Baltimore. I think Baltimore had a really good day, actually a really good weekend here in the NFL draft. Uh, I think the biggest one you talk about Rashad Bateman, you know, good receiver is going to fill the hole. But also, Tylon Wallace from Oklahoma State, they got him in the fourth round, a guy who's really going to come in and actually, I think, provide a big impact alongside Rashad Bateman in that receiving room. They know the help they can get. Uh, Tylen Wallace is a bigger body receiver. who's going to go up there and get it, uh, and I think that's what they need. Uh, you look at the other guys, Ben Cleveland, the guard from Georgia, a big offensive guard that i think they're going to use he's very quick that's the thing i like about him ben cleveland is a quick guard he moves well on his feet that's what baltimore needs so i think overall a great draft for them adafe Owe, uh 31st pick outside linebacker from uh penn state great player so i think baltimore you talk about addressing needs they addressed their needs Thought it was a really good draft for them overall and they got better which is you know all you ask for i think baltimore continues to be that contender in the afc
1: and there are plenty of other really good teams out there, teams yep. we didn't really talk about. The Dolphins had a really good draft. The Vikings, the Chargers, or we, you mentioned the Chargers. Yep. Uh, the Chiefs, I was going to say. Let's talk about the losers. There are <laughs> a few teams out there that I will find. We'll do three each, three each teams yep. that we really didn't think have a good draft. I'll lead off. This is a team that really not enough people are talking about that really didn't, you know, get much this weekend. Yep. The Colts. Yeah. We, we talk about Chris Ballard usually all oh, great GM, does so well. But I look at this draft class and I'm like, where did they get better? I know I like the quitty Pay pick in the first round. Don't get me wrong. He replaces Dimitri. They needed a pass rush. They go get quitty Tay. But then in the second round, you get Deo, I'm yeah. Gonna say this
0: Dio. Probably, Dio Dengbo. O- o- Dengbo yeah. Dio Dangbo. Oh, Dangbo. Yeah.
1: From Vanderbilt. You just took a defensive end. Yeah. You know, they, that team has other needs, and they go out and get him. They get Deo. I'm just, it's a little confusing. I know they want to continue to address the defensive line, but you have force Buckner. You have some other guys in that up front, and going back to back defensive ends question. Well, then the fourth round because they didn't have their third round pick. Kyle, or uh, Kylan Granson, the tight end from SMU. Uh, like they didn't even take the best tight end on the board. Brevin Jordan was still available, and he, I, they have tight ends. They have, I believe they still have Jack Doyle. They have, um, Trey Burton. Yeah. They have. They had. They had, I know they had three good tight ends last year. Mo Wally Cox. Yep. Now you're taking another tight end and. Sean Davis, safety from Florida. You have two really good young safeties in Blackman, and I'm blanking on the other one. And taking a safety in the fifth round. Sam Ellinger in the sixth round is even more confusing. You just (laughs) took Jacob Beeson last year. I don't know. Didn't love the draft from the Colts. I thought they could have gotten better.
0: I agree. I 100% agree. Talk about getting better. That leads me to my first team. Uh, Seattle. Uh, Seattle, uh, there's not... Uh, anything really type in this class? They had three picks, uh, and a lot of that comes from that big Jamal Adams trade. They picked Dwayne Askridge from Western Michigan in the second round, of the receiver. Trey Brown from Oklahoma from the cornerback in the fourth round, and Stone Forsythe, the offensive tackle from Florida in the sixth round. Uh, it's about getting better at positions, and I don't think Seattle got better at all in this draft. I, I think these are all players I've seen. I've seen a lot of Trey Brown, Stone Forsythe. I'll be honest. Uh, Forth- Forsythe is. A very slow moving offensive tackle. He does not move well. He's okay in pass protection. Uh Trey Brown is a cornerback. I've seen him play at Oklahoma. He is good at times, but he's very, very inconsistent. Gets beat over the top a lot. I don't know much about Esridge. But again, this is a Seattle team that they really banked on Jamal Adams with that big trade give up a lot. And really, as we see, did not get much here. So I, I think it's more of the fact that they didn't have that many picks and they didn't get better at any position. Um, but this is a Seattle team that I feel is on the downfall. It, it's it's, conscur- it's concerning right now. You talk about Russell Wilson potentially wanting out. And last year, they went 12-4, but a first-round exit to the Rams, who have a quarterback that is barely able to play. So Seattle just does not get any better. They don't address the spots they need. Offensive line, too. That's a spot they yeah, need. They, and, badly. I mean, Forsythe in the sixth round just doesn't make sense. He's, he's not a starting offensive tackle. He's not going to play much. And, I mean, Russell Wilson got hit more than any other quarterback. So, why do you not address and that problem? And they didn't do much
1: in free agency either. No,
0: nothing. So, I, I don't...
1: And taking no. a receiver with their premier pick is just...
0: <laughs> and so it, I, a it, speed
1: receiver nonetheless. When yeah. Terrence Marshall was still on the board.
0: It was it was a loss, in my opinion. I think it was a loss. I do, for them.
1: My next one's your Tennessee Titans. Yep. Uh, Kayla Farley has the injury concerns. We don't know how much he's going to play this year. I kind of like Dylan Uh, Randa... R- Radna, Radins, yep. The offensive tackle from North Dakota State with the uh, second-round pick. I thought the 49ers uh, were going to take him. They didn't because reuniting with Trey Lance, but that's nonetheless the point. But the receiver was a big need for the Titans. We talk about the receivers right now are A.J. Brown. They signed Josh Reynolds, and that's it. They have no one else on that front, mm-hmm. and they take one receiver in the first four rounds, and that's Des Fitzpatrick, the fourth pick in the fourth round from Louisville. And when they could have gotten Armas, St. Brown, they could have gotten um, the guy from Oklahoma Tom State, Tyron Wallace. Tom yeah. Tyron Wallace, and then they took um, uh, Racy McMath from LSU in the sixth round. I'm not sure who that is, if we're being honest. I'm about to say, have
0: you heard of that guy? I so haven't. He he's a four he's a four year player. He only started one season, and his Was season? It this season? Uh, no, the his, yeah, his past season. Okay. He started 14 receptions. He had 17 receptions the year before. 14 receptions this year.
1: That's that's a lack of experience. I'm not so sure really. how I watched. Louisville games this year because they play in the ACC. Fitzpatrick was maybe the third-best receiver on his own team. Louisville had three good receivers. Yep. Uh, Monty Rice, the linebacker from Georgia, is a fine pick, but that's not your need. They just needed to address more receivers and offensive line. Yep. Uh, who's your next loser?
0: Yeah, I'll go Tennessee as well. I'll take Tennessee as well. And I think for all the reasons you said, like I said at the beginning of the show, there's a lot of uh, you know disgruntled fans up in Tennessee right now. I think uh, this draft was a swing and a miss, and I think Farley was kind of – the beginning of the downfall Caleb farley again has all the potential to be a great cornerback but the injury bug is very prevalent with him uh you mentioned dylan Ravens a good pick uh monty rice i mean he's a physical linebacker but you talk about linebackers and you talk about this like spot a spot they don't need uh rashawn evans david long harold landry they don't need a linebacker that that pick was not grand thrown, and the biggest thing is receiver uh you said it well. Talent Wallace from the board. Amon Ross St. Brown's on the board. And furthermore, I don't know why you wouldn't in the second round go for a receiver. I just think this class is it's very weak. And it's, you know, I mean, the Tennessee, I don't know. I think it's tough. You you want to surround Ryan Tanner with enough weapons to make plays, and they haven't done that. I mean, you talk about trying to get a guy that can fill in for Corey Davis. They haven't done that. Uh, they just lost more and more receiver talent. So, We'll see how it pans out, but I'm with you. I don't like that draft class at all.
1: Third loser. This isn't a kind of short-term loss, but bigger picture. Houston Texans. Yeah. Third pick in the third round. That was their first pick because their GM burned first-round picks to the ground. Yeah. Them taking Davis Mills, quarterback from Stanford, makes sense a lot about how they feel about Deshaun Watson yeah. playing in the next few years. If you have the Houston Texans, have more needs than any football team in the nation. Yeah. They taking them taking a quarterback in the first round says a lot. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what the Watson situation is. I have a yeah. bold prediction that I think Davis Mills is gonna start football games this year. I think Davis Mills could be starting before week yep. six. Agreed. Week seven because Tyrod Taylor and if if it's just Taylor and Mills, I think Mills is gonna get some playing time. Uh, they took Nico Collins in the third round. Fine pick. I don't know. Uh, Brevin Jordan the fifth round. Love that pick just because yep. he's an awesome vertical threat tight end and. I don't know, long-term for Houston, this isn't really going to be memorable draft class outside of Brevin Jordan, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's—well, uh, Houston's a dumpster fire, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, Houston is no less than a dumpster fire right now, so I agree with you there. Um, I'm looking through trying to find my last one, and I think I'm going to go with the—where uh, are they at? I'm going to go with the Packers, the Green Bay Packers. Okay. And this is, again, I, I didn't like their first-round pick. I didn't love picks after that either. I think Amari Rodgers was the only pick that I thought was decent for the value. I thought Amari Rodgers had a good career at Clemson. But I still thought they should have addressed that receiver position earlier. Um, I mean, it it just you want to give Aaron Rodgers help. And if you want to give him an incentive to stay, get him a weapon. Get him somebody to throw to besides Devontae Adams. And they didn't do that. Uh, They went the direction of Eric Stokes, which as you said, I agree. I think he was the second best cornerback on his team. Um, so I just thought this class overall was not very impressive. The only pick I liked, the only pick I really liked, was Kylan Hill in the seventh round. I think yeah. he showed a lot of good things at Mississippi State. Didn't get to play a lot. The only the of,
1: Packers I, had a need a running back.
0: I know, I know. That's the other problem though. You look at, he's a good back, but they don't need that. So, uh, just yeah. Overall, I, I was not a fan of all of this draft class.
1: Yeah, that's and that's that's basically it for a draft recap. That went through a lot of picks, there a lot of teams. Crazy. I think this is going to be a monumental draft when it comes to the NFL. We're looking yeah. long-term, and I guess that, that's that's the show for today. Really good uh, draft recap. Our final show this semester, as you mentioned, it has been an awesome year from the first show, doing cultural previews for the yep. whole college football season, NFL season, playoffs, off-season draft, yep. and it all comes to an end here. And we'll be back looking like we'll be starting your Sunday again, late August, possibly yep. August 29th, 2021, about four months from now, three months from now, a little more than that. It'll be it'll be exciting to preview the college yep. football season. Definitely cannot wait for that to happen. <laughs>
0: but so you and I are getting ready. It's uh you know, all the teams finish up spring camp, getting ready for summer ball. It's oh, yeah. it's gonna be awesome. And like you said, getting back in the fall, hopefully a normal college football yep. setting. Uh things are looking up here definitely. So uh it's crazy. It's been a good what, six, seven months now?
1: Yeah, seven, eight months. It's
0: crazy. It's been,
1: it's been a great run. Thank yes, you does. to all our listeners, of course, for being so dedicated, listening live, listening on streaming and you know, hearing Start Your Sunday, hearing us preview your NFL and college football. Sunday's recapping college football, previewing NFL, going through off-season stuff. Big thank you to all our listeners. Couldn't do it without you. And we'll be back in August yep. to look at college football and NFL previews. Cannot wait for that. As always, thank you for starting your Sunday with us, and we'll see you next time on KCOU 88.1 FM. Start your Sunday.